This is the untraceable episode of the Flop House. So suck it, FBI. Guys, yeah, what's that's up? us. Welcome to the flop house, Elliot. You're back after. Um, Woo! We took a sabbatical. We took a week off, what we're and then it. you were also. Um, Ow! Thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> hey, whoa! Our audience, folks. Let's you keep also, going. also had a replacement host for a week. Um, he seemed fine. So, <laughs> no Elliot came, but you know that's. I'm just saying, I'm one of a kind. Jeez. Um. So, any any big life changes? Since we last saw you. Well, I was hoping to get my own TV show off of my brief cameo on the recent Daily Show episode. Uh, it was going to be called Correction with Elliot Kalin. <laughs> I would walk out, correct people in their every or- everyday ordinary life when they made common mistakes, yeah. such as if someone was like, man, that guy's a real Frankenstein, I would walk out and say, is he a mad scientist? Because if not, you mean Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> That but, sounds like a really irritating show. <laughs> it, well, that's what, the, that's what the people at the network said, so that didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, so otherwise, no, not very much has been going on. All right. Well, but I, now we're all back together. And yeah. we have the original peaches. <laughs> what? It's from the American classic A League of Their Own. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, this used to be my playground. Tom Hanks was in that movie. You know, Tom Hanks's son was in another movie. What movie is that? Orange County. <laughs> oh, misdirect. Zing. <laughs> but he was also in a film we watched tonight, which is uh, Untraceable. And I have to say, um, we were we were really looking forward to watching Untraceable. Yeah. For some strange, Why inexplicable that? reason <laughs> that I can't remember. I don't remember. know. I was really let down. Yeah. I, I've always liked movies that start with un and end in a bull. Yeah, dude. You're basing this on Diane Lane's other film, Unfaithable. Well, Unfaithable, Unbreakable, the uh, aborted Rob Schneider project, Unrapable, all sorts of things. <laughs> Whoa. That's a long story. Nice. Anyway. You know, I watched Unfaithful once. Yeah? Oliver Martinez was hot. <laughs> That's not where I saw you going with that sentence. Yeah, so the, the I think the real problem with this movie was we uh, we preceded it by getting like crowding around your computer and going to IMDb and watching the trailer for the movie Twin Sitters, starring the Barbarian Brothers, <laughs> and we got certainly so no, certainly nothing could live up to that. Yeah, we got certainly all, not untraceable. We got all worked up, and uh, yeah. So I guess what we're saying is maybe you guys should watch that movie. I mean, we haven't even seen it, but just based on the trailer, yeah, or at least just watch the trailer like five times. Just watch it; it's a great trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, but Untraceable was about an internet killer, and I think that that's probably. What excited us about it? It's always been a Flophouse favorite theme to watch films that vilify the web. Or that just use technology incorrectly yeah. right off the bat. Or that or that sling jargon left and right Oh, sure. to no discernible purpose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't know whether this movie was accurate or not because I couldn't understand any of the technical um, explanations they gave us. Everything was vids and packets and, and data finders, mirror and, sites and bots and and Weber and underage Russian <laughs> teens. Yeah. Under, yeah, it was all. Oh no, he's mirroring his site with a Russian IP address. Firewall, you know, and so forth. 
you know, playing pandas. Well, the, and here's here's my problem with if we haven't gotten into the plot of Untraceable. In case anyone in the audience hasn't seen it, Untraceable is about a man who has a website called Come Kill With Me. No, it's just called Kill With Me. I yeah, guess. Kill With Me. Kill With Me. Uh, that, kill With Me. Dot com. Come Kill it. With Me. <laughs> it's Tony Bennett's album, <laughs> yeah. uh, inspired by the uh, Friday the Thirteenth films. Uh, <laughs> so he has a website called Kill With Me, where he tortures people to death, and the more people who watch the faster the person dies because either more poison is injected or more heat lamps come on. But the thing that struck me as crazy... It sounds like they're like, it, he's almost making his viewers into accomplices, Elliot. <gasps> yes, That's and terrifying. that point is made many times. Just like we were made into accomplices for um, this film, Untraceable, by me spending $3 to rent it. <laughs> so you're like an accomplice to this crappy movie. Yeah. But not me, I didn't pay nothing. But here's my, here's my most problem with the film. My experience with the internet is that people, maybe in like the late 90s, they were sending around like crazy videos of guy, you know, blowing his head off. Oh my God. But now all the videos I get sent are of pandas or like a pet hippopotamus or like a, or ca- a cat playing a piano. Yeah, like, check out this awesome Flight of the Concords clip. Oh my God. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the big hit at the office a while ago was the screensaver where it looks like a dog is licking your screen from the inside and it's really adorable. Like they would, no one's really interested right. in, in blood and guts. It's always like. So you're saying that come be adorable with me. <laughs> like, I think cutewithme.com would yeah. be very successful. For every ten people who watch, I'm going to add another kitten to this box. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> or like, Wait, well, here on. come the ducklings. I've, I've said too much. This, we, we could be making a lot of money. But, uh, but certainly let's put more a little costume on this duckling. But, oh, no. but certainly killwithme.com would not be getting the He's viewership numbers that he is reporting on his site readout, which at one point go into the 14 millions. Yeah. That's a lot of people, dude. Yeah. I would think that just time zones would now, get in the way of that. Yeah, time now, zones, all sorts of things. I know, bad I, uh, bad connections. Yeah, slow uh, slow hookup speeds. That's I what don't want to like, right? compel you. I don't you, know. I don't get the jargon. I don't want to compel you to name drop, but because I'm not on television, you are. Like You've got yes. a better idea of like what an average show might Wait, get. Let like, me tell you viewership. this. If 14 million viewers, or even 7 million viewers, as the site seems to normally get, is a fantastic rating. Like That's really good. A cable show can get by on less than a million viewers much of the time. Like Cartoon Network, I'm sure listeners to this are big fans of Adult Swim and all that you know stuff. But their shows don't make, let's say, two to three million viewers most likely. Maybe Family Guy, I don't know. But uh, like fourteen million or seven million viewers, like that's crazy. Yeah, that's like Seinfeld numbers. By the end of the film, I believe they top out on uh, thirty million. Really? I don't it's, even remember that. See, to get, put that in perspective, that's 10% of the United States of America. <laughs> that's as if you were walking down the street with apartment buildings on either side, and one out of every 10 apartments, someone's watching killwithme.com. It's, very sh- it's not just like people, it's com- like there's people like with computers. 10, that's that many computers. Yeah. There could be like 10 people clustered around a computer. Yeah, yeah as that, in this movie, much of the time. That yeah. was just like lazy screenwriting on behalf of the screenwriter, too. They're like, he's like. I don't want to look up like how many people <laughs> exist in the world and like how accurate it would be. I wonder if they hired. Like, what's a big number? Like, I bet it. I, I totally bet if like someone was getting killed online, thirty million people would watch. Or that. I wonder if that if it was a more realistic number originally, it was like five hundred thousand, and then in the punch up sessions, they were like, "We got to punch up these numbers, man. They're not impressive enough." All right, what about a million? All right, that's good. Third draft. We got to punch up these numbers, man. How about two million? That's good for. Now, but we'll see. You know, fourth draft. Uh, let's make it twenty million. Yeah, sounds good. Whatever, man. Let's keep going. <laughs> the first guy to get killed 
by the way. Let, let, let's go through the We're ways. Gonna, yeah, cover the ways. First guy was a kitten. Well, the first guy yeah. was a kitten, which I refused to watch. We, no, well, you missed. I will watch uh, people getting tortured. I couldn't tell but what the kittens. torture was supposed to be. It was really like we were teased. We kept being shown like this kitten being put on the floor, and then it was like, oh it no, like he got really sleepy. He's torturing a kitten. Yeah, and it didn't seem to. Nothing He's not playing with, with no, the sleep, kitten enough. It's sleepy done. Kitten. That sounds adorable. <laughs> See, sleepykitten.com would make a lot of money or uh, would get a lot of viewers. There's no way to make money on the internet. Yeah. But uh, but that's the thing. Is like As we well know. It's not that I want to see anything happen to a kitten. That's the last thing I want to see. Sure. But you can't just show me a kitten lying on the floor and have me expect to be horrified. The yeah. way that Diane Lane is and that she's obsessed with this site almost instantly. Yeah. But this guy, as serial killers do, he starts out torturing ki- kitties. <laughs> And then yeah. moves to uh, and bedwetting. Human moves up. <laughs> human people. And the first human his his first website was peeingmybed.com. <laughs> that didn't do as well. The first Ugh. guy that he kills, he kills by he engraves "kill with me." Uh, I don't know what he says. Engra- the, he adds the dot com. I, I think don't it might know. Just be "kill with me." I think that's implied. Here's why this is a flawed advertising thing: <laughs> carving the name of your site in your victim's chest. The customer already has to be at your site in order yeah. to see the yeah, ad. Yeah, it's like that Domino's ad where if you. Uh, it's the get the door, it's Domino's. Like, if I'm hearing this ad and Domino's at the door, I've already ordered a Domino's pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're not randomly giving you a, giving out pizzas. <laughs> That'd be weird. I'd be scared if some random Domino's guy came to my door. But it's like if we... That's, that's a really conceptual criticism, Stuart. <laughs> like, you're like, as if you're seeing this commercial that says get the door to Domino's and you're at the door being like, what the fuck? I did, did what you told oh me, God, TV. Where's my pizza? Me. Like, yeah. there's this guy outside. Oh my God, he's a killer. Oh my god, it's the guy from BigSausagePizza.com! <laughs> in, a, in a terrible coincidence, there was a killer outside the door. But I don't get about... What I don't get about BigSausagePizza.com is none of the women ever seem to be surprised that a pizza... Uh, they never seem to be like, no, I don't want this pizza. They're always into it. I don't and the, the weird thing what's is the, that... What's, what are the odds that they would always the, find willing women? What do they do with the little circle of pizza from the middle that they cut out to <laughs> put assume their penis they, I assume they donate that to I, the homeless. I like to think I'm they not sneak familiar with the site, but I've just gotten an idea of what it is. <laughs> I like to think they sneak it under the couch, or what's well, weird. It's it, well, I can it's, only plead to them that now that we've uh, given them free advertising, that they link to us because I think that they're probably more popular, possibly than a movie. Also, you have to carry the pizza perpendicular to the floor. Oh, you, th- you think you can do the whole time at groin level too? <laughs> at groin level, yeah. That's and, and but the pizza. Everyone, anyone who is no delivery person holds a pizza like that. The pizza would slide right to the. Side I always of the thought box, that they they'd wait until they. Until they determine that the the woman who can't pay for the pizza, obviously, because she has no money, <laughs> that they just wait until she's not an uggo, and they're like, oh, okay, time to get out my circular pizza cutter, okay? Oh, I remember Slip that. my flask of pizza into the hot, <laughs> steaming cheese pizza thing. I remember that, I remember that comic strip, Nancy and Uggo. But, well, that's, I was talking to somebody the other day about the, uh, the penis in the bucket of popcorn, Frank, oh, which, sure. which has a similar failing, which is... You either cut the hole where there's popcorn in it, popcorn starts spilling out, and you've got to jam your penis in, or you go up, or you go up to the snack counter with a bucket with your penis sticking through it, and you say, "Quick, pour some hot popcorn in this on my erect penis. I gotta hurry over before I get flaccid from the heat of this popcorn around it, you know, so I can pull this prank on the girl." I think what you're not realizing is that, like, that's really the fetish. Like people. 
are really oh, they love into popcorn. exposing themselves <laughs> to concessions people <laughs> so, and demanding that they pour popcorn on their dick. Salt, possibly hot butter, liquid. Possibly they now that have like they have on. like barbecue powder now. You can get on your <laughs> it's dick. It's not gonna feel good. I don't know. I don't it's know. sort of like gold bond medicated powder. It's got <laughs> it's a the exact opposite. So wait, are you saying they don't they don't get such a, like an immediate like strong erection that it busts through the bottom <laughs> of the popcorn? I don't think like an eruption. It's and like the popcorn kind of shoots out. No, a little it's bit, always like a gremlin was in it. <laughs> it's always assumed that there's some premeditation about this. Oh, okay. It's not like it's a. It's not like when the girl sticks her hand and feels his penis. It's a surprise to both of them. You know. <laughs> but also, you need to be. Holding, My face is red. Who holds popcorn literally right on their crotch in the in such a way that's sticking outwards? It's. Uh, so in I, case you're wondering by, how busy I am at work, yes, we did discuss the mechanics of this. By the way, I was first made aware of this this uh, technique. Older brother. Uh, by, no, the video cover to, I believe the video is called Feelin' Up. <laughs> uh, and it was like a, um, it looked to be like an 80s or 90s TNA comedy. And it was like a nerdy looking guy in your average '80s nerd glasses, sure, um, looking really happy when a, with a, like a blonde woman reaching into the. Mm. the and I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. I mean, he's here. already got her out on a date. What's he so like? What's he's so feeling he's done. He's he done the hard part right there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he likes popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. He's not. That's a, what you didn't. What you couldn't see because it was just the box cover. And you didn't watch the movie. Is he's actually just enjoying that movie a lot. Yeah, he's feeling up. He doesn't even know what's going on below the waist. Optimistic. <laughs> feeling up. Yep. But it's oh, that's such a good title because it's got three. It's got three meanings. Yeah. He's feeling happy. All, feeling up. Uh oh, my penis is rising. <laughs> feeling up. It's probably gonna feel up that girl. Yeah. That's a brilliant title. That's like a Shakespearean pun. Yeah, there's three meanings. That Tom Stoppard would be shitting his pants if he could come up with that. <laughs> He'd be so excited. It's like get uh get somebody on the uh, on the horn. Get Baz Larman on the horn. <laughs> I want to call I want him to make this movie. Oh man. I could talk about this all night. <laughs> I could talk about anything but untraceable. So untraceable. The thing was, no. was it was really boring. Well, I, was, yeah. I wanted to say though, like <laughs> this guy gets killed with me carved on his chest and sure. then like the way that he's being killed is the more hits the the side gets more anticoagulant goes into him yeah. so he's bleeding out and and i made the point that a nightmare before before <laughs> there were a bunch of hits like so so wouldn't soberly. his blood actually clot early on in the process yeah you have to imagine that business would start slow yeah and you have to imagine that then like once it did clot the guy has to go in and like recarve in come kill with me or at least clean off the scabs yeah, it seems like a weird way of. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I get like hits in my uh, my web box, my online web mailbox, uh, <laughs> I usually get like I get these hits from like I don't know, like penis enlargement, podcasts about bad movies, things like that, and uh, like most of the time I ignore them. But I guess eventually everybody went right to this site. That's the awesome. that's the thing is whenever there's a new killing, people rush to the site and the numbers Obviously. are racing up. But it means that either he's sending out email notifications that there's a new killing on the site, or people are just lurking around uh, kill with me, waiting for something to happen. Yeah, they in the have, millions. They saved it and then they opened up a new tab on their web browser. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just sat and monitored that. Yeah, of course. You're saying that uh, there's got to be like an email blast. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, you used that term earlier. I when we were watching it, I've never actually never heard that before. An e blast, blast? yeah, or an e worm. It's like finger blasting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, no well, this it's is like, a filthy that? episode of the Flophouse. <laughs> no, um, no, it just seems that 
Yeah, the only way that people would know is if he sent out a mass email to like his listserv and be like, hey guys, I got a new victim. You might want to come check it out. I'm throwing this guy in a tank of piranhas. <laughs> I add a new piranha every time someone clicks on it. Let's find out I've the answer to this equation. Yeah. 30 million piranhas plus one news reporter equals question mark. Uh, you'll find out. Yeah. The French would say an angel just passed over us. <laughs> that's what that silence was. Okay, that's that's nice, Elliot. Good night, everybody. So, um, <laughs> so they killed a guy with anticoagulant. Yeah, what, they killed uh, what, a guy with acid, with battery acid. A yeah. guy with heat lamps. Oh, and those lamps weird. must have been, I don't know how hot, because he looked like he had been on site when Hiroshima was hit. Yeah, <laughs> sure. His body was charred, and he was like. It looked like the scene in X-Men where the senator crawls out of the ocean after being hit with Magneto's <laughs> mutant-making machine, and he's just turning into a blob of kind of human water. He also, he also glowed like, like like I said, he was like the lava guy from alter sta- Altered States. Yeah. I kind of wanted him to ma- have magma powers all of a sudden. That would have been awesome. And use those to take down the serial killer. Magman? <laughs> Magman. What a terrible name for he's, he's a Magman. He has the powers of Mag. Sure. <laughs> they could mean anything. Magazines, Mag wheels. I don't want to tell you. I think it's Magma, though. So, um, Magman. I couldn't really follow how they actually tracked the guy down eventually. Oh, they used the internet. Oh, okay. So it is good for something. Hoisted yeah. by his own petard. You wouldn't know that watching this movie because it had this weird like reactionary quality to it. Like uh, Diane Lane... Make some sort of offhand anti-net neutrality comment. Like, there were a lot of there were a lot of comments against movie and song piracy, against net neutrality, against. There's that weird video bit sharing. where there's that one weird bit where uh, she her she was setting her daughter up to play with like a weird like internet horse game because little girls like right. horses. They do, and like she made sure that she had like a nice plate of uh, apple slices to eat. <laughs> like what kind of nerd eats apple slices for a snack? Out, she was eight years old. Let's well, not. come on. It turned out there was a backdoor Trojan in it. <laughs> what, what, that wait. innocent horse program was actually a backdoor. Trojan. It sounds really dirty. Was I couldn't follow it because I was thinking about how I'd like to give Diane Lane a backdoor Trojan. <gasps> oh, that was a terrible, terrible thing to say. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> oh my god! But it took like an, it's like an anti like freeware <laughs> stance. Uh, yeah, don't, it's a, don't download these games. But like, I don't know. You shouldn't be playing snood. Is the message that if like Comcast <laughs> is controlling which? Websites get through that we won't have uh, killing websites. That's the other. It's it was it seemed to be very much in government oversight of the internet in every way. It was also very heavily pro eavesdropping, pro yeah. entering buildings without a warrant, pro wiretapping, like it was pro uh, entrapment of people by chatting with them online. That's the thing we didn't mention. Diane Lane plays an FBI investigator who is works in it seems the internet entrapment department. It's yeah. three people, one of whom is deaf, who sit around and look at computers <laughs> all day and basically entrap people or look they look at gross videos and they're like oh get a load of this shit you're arrested buddy and yeah. that's you know and they it doesn't seem like they're they're going about it in sort of a scattershot way too it's yes. like oh here's a pop-up i'll click on that <laughs> that looks like it might be no it's nothing that's how what she discovers what is it song thief or something yeah. like that mm. oh that's like the napster thing yeah <laughs> napster remember thing. that guys <laughs> As Remember if you that? didn't live through Napster being around. That's like I the heard Napster thing that. that my grandpa told from me the about. the early 2000s? <laughs> it's like the Napster thing from seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I guess it was eight years ago. So Colin Hanks was one of those guys, though. Yeah, he played we... the character of Griffin. 
Yeah. Griffin Dowd. <laughs> was his last name Dowd? Yeah. I didn't remember that part. Griffin Dowd is a big internet dater. He's always dating girls on the internet. And in his yeah. day job, he That's dates... what I always said about him. <laughs> <laughs> in his day job, he uh, pretends to be a underage girl and entraps uh, older men. Wait, wait a minute. This just in, guys. His character dies in this movie from too much acid. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That made me this sad. Just in, guys. You got a breaking news from <laughs> breaking, the movie we just watched. Breaking news. He gets trapped by the killer who uses a really good voice modulation device to make his masculine voice sound exactly like a girl's voice. A girl he's never met. Who the character has actually met before. That's the crazy thing is that the voice not only is a girl's voice, but it's a girl that the character knows. That's the sort of thing you can do when you're really good at technology, though, Stuart. I'm not, I'm not very good at technology, yeah. clearly. And who was the killer in the end? Should we give it away? Well, was it, it doesn't was it, matter. Was I mean, it bald? So, yes. Was what? it was it the bald Asian cop? No. <laughs> he was the star of the film as far as we're concerned. Uh, the bald Asian cop. We were appeared. quite taken with the bald Asian cop. <laughs> was a, he... a man with a mustache, Asian, bald, kind of heavy set, appeared in the backgrounds of different scenes. Yeah. And he had more charisma than everyone else in the movie put together. Uh, but uh, yeah, the person who was the killer um, was mad. Was mad at the internet, basically. Sure. And so he yeah. used it as his tool to destroy others. Uh, which which answers the question. There's a there's a hilarious line at one point where they're doing an FBI briefing, and one go, guy goes, "Why is he using the internet to kill?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's answered because apparently some. Um, some YouTube video of his dad uh, getting, you know, killing himself became uh, a big hit, and people were watching it all over the place. And so, to uh, I don't think teach... you can watch that on YouTube. No, no. Well, I mean, it would be it was a YouTube-ish video. At this point, YouTube is no longer a brand name. It's a uh, okay. You know, it's it's a... like Kleenex or Frisbee yeah, sure. or you know. Yeah. So he was infuriated by um, Xerox or Flophouse. Our... Like it just comes yeah. to typify a certain type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Our gawking society. That's what, yeah. he, that's what he hated. Our rubbernecker. Our uh, rubbernecking internet and gang. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> that's really... That's a good country song. <clears throat> yeah, our rubbernecking a... internet and gang. Um, and then the, the climax <laughs> was really boring because it was just her hanging over a rototiller and then she falls down and shoots the guy. Well, she got trapped by... How ironic. Her car being taken over by the web. I guess he hacked in through the GPS. You can do that in, with, with with hacking, through, right? Through the OnStar system. Well, I yeah. think that you can actually Which do I that. Which I means that you could hack into the Batmobile, since, <laughs> as we learned, he has OnStar on there Yeah, in the film Batman and Robin. <laughs> I don't think that's canonical, Batman I, and Robin. I want to believe that Untraceable is part of the same can of the films <laughs> as Batman and Robin. No, but the thing is, I'm willing to you know take the movie's word for it that an evil hacking uh, serial killer can hack into the OnStar I don't believe that then that means he can lock the doors on the car. Because I think that's a simple electrical circuit. I don't it's think the like car's computer, computer has anything to do with that. Like locking the doors now, Diane Lane's character. <laughs> I can't do that, Diane Lane. <laughs> the, 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 right. com- the computer is, knows that she's an actress playing this part. <laughs> yeah. and it was really difficult in the filming of the movie because uh, it never referred to her as her character's yeah, they, name. Well, you can't explain to robots the concept of acting. Yeah, sure. So once they got a robot I don't car, understand, Diane. Why is he calling you a different name? <laughs> yep. Robots. Genetic imprint really reads Diane Lane. <laughs> but uh, I, one of the disappointments I had with the film was that the killer did turn out to be kind of a random character. As it would in real life. As it would in real life, and not like a side character who was 
you know, one of the, I, I was expecting bald Asian cop to be a possible suspect. I was expecting Griffin to maybe have done it. You know, all these sorts of things. Thinking that it was like a sort of a jagged edge sort of thriller where. Well, yeah, in a way. I mean, let's just say. Kiss the girls. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason Stan Lee was right in his argument with Steve Ditko about who the Green Goblin should be. You, you know, if you introduce a totally new character, it just doesn't mean as much. Yeah. Although Kiss the Girls was one of the worst revelations of who the villain was. It was Carrie Ellis the whole time, dude. But why? Go well, back who? in time. He's, he's a, a corporate sponsor serial killer. <laughs> That's why. That's as like in. Through it. I think I'm mixing up two movies. <laughs> you got to think backwards and imagine all the scenes that Carrie Ellis was in where he said really cryptic stuff. Like, oh, I'm not killing these girls. <laughs> I like wonder that. who's murdering these girls. <laughs> Wink! Now I know why you were winking at me, Carrie. <laughs> Yeah, it was just disappointing because it was like you could see these. Everyone was for, was ominously introduced, and the whole thing takes place in Portland, Oregon, and which was apparently the most ominous place in the world. Rainy, never stops raining, always gray. That nothing but overhead shots of bridges and th- and things. But uh, everyone's kind of ominous and quiet. So you're like, well, I wonder who it is. Is it him? Is it him? And then this guy is introduced who has evil eye, and you know immediately that it's him. And we've never seen him before. And you know, and he kills a guy by hitting him with heat lamps. The only thing we ever learn about him before his motive is that he likes Korean things. <laughs> no, that was just the house he oh, was yeah, staying in, Oh, yeah, that's true. That's in, just dude. the house he, he had stolen to bring that guy. So that was... Uh, Untraceable. Yeah, that was really scary. Um... But this is a movie that the most... To give you an idea of what watching this movie is like, uh, right about a little bit before the climax, the CD... Or the DVD. Sorry, I thought we were using a Philips CDI. Uh, the DVD paused because it was... I guess, I guess it scratched yeah, or something. Yeah, scratched, started skipping. Well, Start, that was the part of the movie that got worn out, right? Because yeah, people wanted to watch people it. People kept rewinding and were like, what happened? Yeah. They, but it got it stopped that and... That was the part with the uh, backdoor program. And, and Dan yeah. sat on the couch and said... Oh, I don't care enough about this movie to to fix this. So we sat there for a little bit, just hoping it would restart itself, because we couldn't muster the enthusiasm to for any any of us to get up and press the play button and try to see how to yeah, get past I didn't, this I moment. Did not take it out and clean it at all. You didn't do the technique that you used to do with Nintendo cartridges, <laughs> just where you like blow on it. it and then stuff another cartridge on top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you didn't do any of that? I did try and stuff a, a Nintendo cartridge <laughs> on top of the CD, but I think I broke my, uh, my DVD player. The, the, this was also the most... It was both. We couldn't get the enthusiasm, enthusiasm, and this was also the most suspenseful part of the movie, was, uh-oh, is this disc broken? Are we even going to be able to finish this film? Are we going to have to review something else entirely? Are we just yeah, going to talk about the Twin Sitters trailer? <laughs> or Indiana Jones? There were three points <laughs> in the movie that because of a bad DVD, I skipped ahead and then reversed to, like, I don't know, 40 seconds after where we stopped. So that lost 120 seconds might change my opinion on this movie. Yeah. Redeemable? Right, so. Question mark? Yeah. Un- unredeemable. Oh, unredeemable. Is the movie I would make about this movie. Unredeemable. Yeah. Oh, just like Untraceable. So let's just stop talking about it. I mean, um, I think I know where we're all going to go, but... I'm going to go home soon, because it's late. is this a movie <laughs> that uh, was a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie that you just sort of liked in some way? Elliot? Uh, this was a bad, bad movie for me. I've been on a pretty good roll of Flophouse movies lately, I feel like. Bratz, Dragon Wars... Movies that I surprisingly found something to like in, but this one was no good. Yeah, this this was really rough right at, right on the heels of uh, AVPR, which was really bad. <laughs> uh, this was a terrible movie, Dan. 
Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I like bad internet thrillers. I think uh, Diane Lane's really cute. Sure. So, uh, but Colin Hanks. What's not to like? He's, he's adorable. He's a likable actor. I was sad <laughs> to see him burned from acid. <laughs> well, you kept talking about how sad you were thinking about Tom Hanks yeah. being sad over the death of his son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. forgot the difference between an actor and a character at that point, well, too. Imagine Tom Hanks like the, like, like the car. Sorry, your son has been burned. Now, why would he ass. learn by telegram? <laughs> his son didn't die overseas. Imagine that everyone whose sons die, they get a telegram about it. Yep, Someone. somebody from the War Department shows up. <laughs> well, he was an FBI agent. Sure. It's Maybe. not even close. <laughs> not even close. You use telegrams. Uh, but ultimately, there was just... Teddygrams? Like... <laughs> <laughs> all, all the World War II wives whose, whose husbands Robert War dreaded those teddygrams. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry about your son. Here's some, here's some teddygrams. Maybe that'll cheer you those up. Those chocolate ones were so gross, dude. <laughs> They're little bear cookies. <laughs> Maybe that'll take its place in your heart. Maybe this will ease some of the sting. It's a little cracker that looks like a bear. Anyway, I got a lot of I got a lot of Teddy Grahams to give out today. I'll see you later, I guess. So he might see her again? Like, I don't see well, around. It's a little, it's distasteful to hit on a woman <laughs> just then, but he knows she's single. He's going to come back yeah, with more Teddy Grahams. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Catch on the flip side. <laughs> her husband died as well as her son. <laughs> <laughs> He's all alone. Oh, she's, yeah. So it looks like a, like a Teddy Graham delivery man, guy can give her. Man who gives her a Teddy Graham. <laughs> she's just going to be so... Well, that's what it was like in Europe after the war. The occupying soldier just had to give girls Teddy Grahams, and they could do whatever they wanted. You know? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, it was a Teddy Graham-based economy. <laughs> so we we all really hated this movie. That's too bad. I was really hoping it was going to be fun. I think the yeah. amount of time we spent talking about Teddy Grahams. <laughs> so, so far on this episode devoted to the movie Untraceable, we've talked about Teddy Grahams, cutting holes in things and putting your penis in them. <laughs> what else? Anything else of note? Uh, I don't know. The internet? Wait. That was relevant. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, let's just move on. Let's move on. Dot org. <coughs> That's an internet joke. So, okay. So we, we'll be we, we agree that this movie sucks. What's the next part of the podcast, Dan? Is this a recommend it? Recommendations? Yeah, recommend, okay, Ellie, you go. Ellie, Kalen goes. All right, man. I'm on top of this. Uh, I got two movies. Uh, the first is for anyone who wanted a little action, which this movie did not have, a little movie called The Driver. Uh, which is a Walter Hill film from 1978 starring Ryan O'Neill and Elliot... Uh, why I say... I was about to say Elliot Gould. Bruce Dern. They look similar a little bit. No, they play similar characters. Ryan O'Neill is the best getaway driver in the business, uh, and Bruce Dern is the cop who is determined to take him down, and, you know, they're both kind of swaggering, macho guys, though Ryan O'Neill is very quiet, and there's a lot of good car chase stuff. There's one scene where he's got to show these guys what he, is, what he can do, to earn this bank job, and he drives through a parking garage doing these really close turns and almost hitting walls and stuff, and they're like, okay, okay, we get it, we get it, and he goes, just to prove it, he slowly destroys the car with very, very accurately done uh, moves and things like that, driving just close enough to a pillar to knock the, the mirror off and things like that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I have to say, we've talked about how um, the 70s were a magical time when people like uh, Bruce Stern could start a movie, but also there were an odd time 
when Ryan O'Neill could play a very masculine role. <laughs> he could very play a very tough, silent yeah. guy. Where and and Bruce Dern's character is is hyper masculine. Like he's like he talks like Bruce Dern, so he's like, yeah, kind of like ah, oh, well, you know that you know I'm gonna catch that guy, but it's you know it's uh he's still like a badass. Uh, in the other movie, uh, uh, the uh, 1966 Czech film Closely Watched Trains, <laughs> which I saw the week before last and was awesome. It's a it's a very kind of funny deadpan comedy drama about a young guy who becomes a train dispatcher in his village in Czechoslovakia during World War II, and he really wants to get laid, and those two things kind of intertwine, kind of the bureaucracy he's living in in this train dispatching, in this train job, and the fact that, according to this movie, everyone in Czechoslovakia was trying to avoid work all the time, and also him, his kind of getting older and trying to be a man through sleeping with women, which he's very bad at. So there's some pretty, jo- there's pretty funny jokes in it. I, uh, this is Stuart, and Stuart is going to recommend... <laughs> Our voices don't sound anything alike. This is Stuart, and Stuart <laughs> is going to recommend the movie Them. It's a French movie, and it has, oh, uh, good. it's basically a couple in the middle of nowhere in near Bucharest, I think, getting, uh, terrorized by who knows. Not to be confused with the new movie The Visitors. Strangers. Or with, Strangers. Or with yeah. the old movie Them. About giant ants. Yeah, it's not about giant ants. I don't think. Wait. Oh my God, Elliot! <laughs> no, Spoiler the, alert. The uh, no, for that it, it was good. Year old um, movie. It's really. Uh, it's got a lot of tension. There's a lot of good like long shots, and it does a lot with like light and sound, and it's just really tense. So, if you like, uh, I watch it with two girls, and they spent most of the movie with their hands over their eyes uh, because they're and you, scared. And you like to scare girls. <laughs> I do like to scare girls. Uh, I like to wear a cape and uh, scare girls. So it's all on his Facebook page. That's me. <laughs> yep. The cape has nothing to do with the other part. But um, what about you, Dan? I would like to break the rules <laughs> and recommend a British television show. However, there were only six episodes of said show, and it was intended as a six-episode close. So it's like a three-hour movie. Yeah. So I think I think I can maybe make it work. And say that um, people should watch uh, State of Play. It's a great um, series. It was directed by David Yates, who uh, he just directed the last Harry Potter movie. But this movie is about um, journalists. Uh, basically, it starts out with a woman falling on train tracks, and you don't know whether she committed suicide or or what. But because of this death, it is revealed that she uh, was having a an affair with a, uh, a you know, high-ranking British go- government official. And from that, you know, more developments and more developments spin out. And it has uh, Bill Nighy in it. The science guy. The science guy he. Bill Nighy, the science guy. And James McAvoy is in a small role. This is a, b- a pretty big-name cast. And uh, Kelly MacDonald is in it. Yeah, I like her. She's Scottish. Yeah, I was. I told Sarah that <laughs> the accent. it's hard to sort of concentrate on what she's saying because she's so adorable, and like, and then she, like with the Olsen twins, uh, exactly, Abs- exactly. <laughs> um, and the, and the reason I wanted to see this show was it was recommended to me as something that you know people who really enjoy The Wire might like because it has sort of like similar storytelling. It's set in Baltimore. Sort of Take a lot of uh, <laughs> pay a lot of attention to what's going on, like untraceable. Yeah, 
So to be distracted by an adorable Scottish accent mm. um, is a bit of a uh, problem. But uh, it's really good. And it stars <laughs> also, the main guy is the guy who was the star of the TV show Life on Mars, which I've never seen. But I've it. heard that's good. I have also not seen. That was on, on BBC America On Demand for a long time, and, then I, and I never got around to watching it. I feel bad about that. Man, so that's a lot of good recommendations, guys. Man, if uh, I think I'm going to go out and watch some of these movies. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to watch th- and th- shows. Them's and States of Play or what was it? Yeah, the other same thing. Thing. State and, of Grace, uh, State of yeah. State of Maine, <laughs> State of Maine. <laughs> David Mamet, State of Maine is my recommendation. So going to take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Make it look like you have bad taste. Um, it was a terrible State. Listen, when when you're doing a satire of the movie industry and you just f- keep pulling your punches the way he does in that, um, it's got Jonathan Katz in it. Okay, I'll give you that. It does have Jonathan Katz in it, and there, but he's better in the Spanish Prisoner. Yeah, um, I just want to tell people they should go to uh, the Flophouse Podcast for more than just going and voting on our behalf and writing good reviews of us. Um, recently, the last full episode. We asked people to um, draw their own version of an alien versus predator fight, and we did get a piece of fan art that, that I uh, enjoy quite a bit that's posted on the site now. And um, last week, uh, when there was no new show, or I guess the week before that, I stuck up uh, this episode of Captain in Space, a web series that I write for, and the reason it, it's sort of Flophouse related is that Stuart uh, came up with a story for it. Yeah. At a party. I did. It was pretty a, pretty impressive. At a party, he like, sidled up to me drunk, and he's like, you know that Captain in Space thing you do? Like, yeah, you should, you should do an episode where uh, the captain's getting mustaches. Yep. And, uh, and then a, a great story was born. <laughs> a great yarn. So, it's just like it's just like that castle in uh, in Switzerland where Frankenstein and Dracula were both born. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying that if you like pictures or video, <laughs> you can go to the website. If you're tired of listening to things with your ears, when you're tired of going to killwithme.com and watching guys being killed, yeah, or kittens, or kittens, There's a lot of other good stuff on the internet. Sure, it's not related to killing. <laughs> Sometimes it's podcasts. <laughs> yes, like this one. Sure. Let's listen to it, shall Yay. we? Uh, so wait, are we done? Yeah. I think the high point of this show was actually the stuff that didn't have anything to do with the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, because fucking Untraceable sucked, dude. It was so long and boring. <laughs> it was. Well, it wasn't even long. It was 95 minutes. But it was so boring that it felt like it was twice that length. Like, oh my god, there, she's staying in a hotel because the killer knows where she lives. Oh no, the killer's there. He's untraceable. He's caught her. <laughs> oh no, she survived and killed the killer. Yay! I was hoping this movie was just about a guy who wants to copy a picture from a book, <laughs> but the paper he's using is too thick, nice. so he can't he can't trace through it. I like to think that it's a guy who's trying to copy a picture through a book, and he has the appropriate uh, <laughs> girth <Implements>. of paper. <laughs> in his, uh, Thickness, let's say. Thickness. Sure. He's got paper <laughs> of appropriate girth. And then he's got like a like charcoal, Polite. charcoal or a pencil. Sure. And uh, but he starts trying to trace it, but like the alien geometries of the picture, like his oh, brain it's can't comprehend. Yeah, exactly. And worse yet, the girth of his penis. 
is too big to poke through the uh, the pizza box and or popcorn that he has. Mm-hmm. So too much girth yields that's got to be enormous. Sure. That would have to be enormous to be to be too big to fit through a pizza box, <laughs> which is roughly the size of a shield. That's. Also, you can make a <laughs> like whole... a fucking manhole cover. <laughs> yes. also, can... He must. That's how would. That's that's like he has elephantiasis or something like you that. Arguably, arguably, make a hole of any size. A hole so big that it encompasses the entire piece of box. <laughs> the penis box. So that's crazy. Like, does that mean like the sides of his penis go out onto his thighs, or is he just incredibly obese? Yeah. How does he Flat walk, Flophouse listeners? If you'd like to draw a picture of this horrible thing. Please feel free to do so and keep it to yourself and not show anybody because they'll get the wrong idea. Yeah, Sounds do, like the giant guy from Big Fish. If you, do, <laughs> if you do show us, if you do send it to us, we will not post it online. We may look at it and describe it uh, on air, mm-hmm. but I think you can pretty much imagine. Doing. <laughs> I don't know they're going to do that. Well, speak for yourself, Ellie. Uh, well, let's continue this conversation off air. But uh, for now, for the Fluff House, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Elliot Galen. And I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> y'all? <laughs> you were just in Ohio, weren't you? My favorite part about that scene is when the crystal skull flies up and magnetically attaches itself to the bones of the neck, and the neck bones noticeably go like, <laughs> We're going to turn into an alien soon. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that's going to be in the uh, that's going to be in the after after credits music. Uh, after the, I think it has to be, yeah. And then there's this awesome bit where this fucking alien skull attached to this other thing. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Crystal Skull Review at the end of the episode. Ah, I don't want to talk about Untraceable because it sucked. <laughs> All right.